0: You're listening to a pawn further review presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for another episode of a pawn further review brought to you by the good people at Coors Light. And as you will notice, It is Friday. It is not Thursday. You know, the show typically comes out on a Thursday. But we have a special edition of the show today. We are super excited. Our interview with Matt Collins, who's our guest this week, did occur in the Coors Light RV. That's right. It is back. We had such a good time with it for the home opener that our pals at Coors were good enough to bring it back to the desert for this week against the Patriots. And we got to hang out with Mac in the RV. But... As is the case with some of these things in the real world and the logistics and the comings and the goings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The Coors Light R V couldn't get here until today. So the show comes out today. So we appreciate your guys' patience hanging out with us. But we're really, really excited about the show. It was good to be back in the bus, man. Good to feel the energy in there. And I tell people all the time, it is just one of the cooler activations that you will see. The bus will be back at Allegiant this Sunday uh, when the Raiders take on the Patriots at Allegiant Stadium. It'll be there. Swing by, check it out. It is very, very cool. My man Jonathan does a fantastic job making sure it's operational and getting it from A to Z. Uh, And like I said, I encourage all of you guys to go there, check it out, take a pic, do whatever you got to do. It is really, really cool. And we appreciate them uh, letting us hang out and, and play with it for a little bit. But As I said, good show, strong show, feeling excellent. Matt Collins was superb, no surprise there. But we still have a show to do, and so we begin, as we typically do, with our transactions brought to you by Shift4 Payments. So since the last time that you and I talked, and it feels like a while ago now because we did the show early last week on account of Thursday Night Football, and now we're doing it a day late this week because of, uh, of the Coors Light RV, as I mentioned. So it's been a minute since we hung out. And as is the case this time of the year, the roster, fluid, ever-changing across the league, and the Raiders are no exception to that rule. So, since we last spoke last week, the Raiders have made the following moves. On December 10th, the Silver and Black signed center Jaronis Grisou go Ducks to the active roster and waived guard John Simpson. Two days later, on December 12th, they signed guard Jordan Meredith to the practice squad. And then on 12-13, just a few days ago, the Raiders signed guard Natani Muti, apologies if I'm butchering his name, and placed linebacker Jayon Brown on the reserve injured list, effectively ending his season. They also signed linebacker Kanai Mauaga and offensive lineman Willie Wright to the practice squad. And then the big news of the day, and this is really our first headline as we dive into Patriots Week. On December 14th, coincidentally, my brother's birthday, the Las Vegas Raiders designated tight end Darren Waller and wide receiver Hunter Renfro for for return from the reserve injured list. And with that news, all of Raider Nation rejoiced. A little holiday pick-me-up. Rackwall and third and Renfro back on the practice field earlier this week. So what does that mean, right? Uh, They've designated for return. If you guys remember, this is the same designation we gave Nate Hobbs a few weeks back. And and so what that means essentially is for guys coming off the reserve injured list, on December 14th, in this case, for for Darren and Hunter, the team gets 21 days. So if I do my math, oh boy, we're going to go into two months here, right? There is no chance that I get that right. So I will just say 21 days after December 14th, the Raiders have to decide whether to bring Renfro and Waller up to the active roster or end their season for the year. Oftentimes, teams don't take the full 21 days to make that determination, but by the letter of the law uh, and the NFL bylaws, they have up to 21 days to make that decision. So what does that mean? Will Darren and Hunter play this Sunday at Allegiant Stadium against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots? It is possible, yes. It is also possible they don't play, right? If the Raiders wanted to, they could let this ride out for another 10, 12, 14 days. See how these guys respond to practice. See how they get, uh, you know, see how they kind of return and, and re-acclimate, I should say, to life on, on the practice field for an NFL team. But regardless of whether they play or whether they don't play, and like I said, we will really not have any idea of that until we get much, much, much closer to game time. It signals a bit of optimism for a Raiders offense that as good as they've been for bits and stretches, you cannot tell me that this offense will not be better with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro back in the mix. And it has been a while since we have seen, seen them on the field. Darren Waller, the last time we saw him play meaningful football, week five. The last time we saw Hunter Renfro playing meaningful football, week nine. So it has been a minute, and I know the stat that has circulated all around the Twitter, uh, especially you know with the news of Hunter and Darren being designated for return. The amount of snaps that the Raiders have had: Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Adams all on the field at the same time. It is a small number. I imagine that is a number that Coach Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were left to see much, 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 much higher uh, over the coming weeks. But as I said, we won't find out today, tomorrow much closer to game time we'll find out if they are playing but if they do play what what it's kind of signifies is we get a chance to see what this offense could be and, and I'll be honest too and we've talked about it a lot when I came in or let's just say when we came in to training camp this year I had this kind of vision of what this offense was going to be right you had all these incredibly dynamic weapons right you you had a really explosive offense with Renfro and Waller a year ago Josh Jacobs but now you insert Devontae Adams, one of the most, if not the most, explosive, productive wide receiver in the NFL. I thought at the time, June, July, August, into the preseason, they're just going to let Derek let it rip, right? They're going to let Derek go to work. He has all these awesome options. We haven't even mentioned Foster Moreau. Uh, we had a feeling Mac Hollins was going to come on. I don't think we had a feeling or we knew it was going to be to this degree in 2022, so, so credit to Mac for that. But I thought it was going to be spread and wide, right? Let it rip, and then kind of let the running game work off of that. And I've been, I've been straight enough with you guys to let you know. I'm not afraid to say when I was wrong, and I was wrong. I didn't see the Josh Jacobs year coming. I didn't see this team's identity as a run-first, control-the-line-of-scrimmage team coming to be. But that's who they are now. The 2022 Las Vegas Raiders are a run-first, ball-possession, control-the-line-of-scrimmage team. Now I think some of that is, is because, like I said, they haven't had the opportunity to see all those dynamic uh, skill guys out wide at the same time all that much in 2022. But now, as we get closer to the holidays, and and you know we're you know just over a week out from Christmas, we know who these Raiders are, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm excited to see if and when Renfro and Waller come back to work, if they are able to go out do their thing, if that changes this offense. And and I mean, listen. Stating the obvious, it will change this offense, right? You're adding two talented, really, really dynamic players to an offense. But I also wonder, as we now go through this final month of the season, this final quarter, air quotes, philosophically, does their return to work change things for Josh McDaniels and Mick Lombardi? And I don't know the answer to that. I I really don't. So I'm going to be just like you guys, where if they play Sunday or if they return at some point over the next month, what it does to the, to the philosophical idea of the Raiders' offense. because And, and look, I, I apologize because I know we've talked about this a bunch. But when the Raiders have been successful in 2022, put a dollar in the jar for every time I bring up the formula, the formula has been pretty straightforward. Run the ball, let Devontae cook off the play action. That's been the formula. And as I said, when they're able to follow that formula, it's been pretty successful. Josh Jacobs having a career year, a historic year in silver and black. But does that change with 83 and 13 back out there? I don't know, but I am really, really excited to take a look at that. Speaking of Devontae Adams, though, just one thing, and and obviously we'll talk about the Patriots here in a sec, but as we get ready for the New England Patriots to come to town, and as of this recording, I believe they're still in Arizona. They're training this week down at the... University of Arizona, getting their work in since they played on the West Coast on, uh, on Monday night. But I, speaking of Arizona, though, quick aside. So as you know, my sister-in-law goes to the U of A, and I, I hit her this week. I said, hey, I know you're not on campus. Kids are home for Christmas or the holidays. And I said, hey, you got any people down there? Just go do, some, uh, go do some looking around, see what you can see. And she laughed. She said, oh, all my friends are gone. But also, classic Belichick, though, right? going to a college campus when no one is there. Students are gone. Probably got some uh, a few administrative folks running around doing their thing, but that's a dead campus. Nobody there. And I have to imagine Bill Belichick absolutely loves it that way. But anyways, I digress. Patriots coming in later this weekend take on the uh taking the silver and black 105 et cetera et cetera. But something to keep an eye on as far as it goes as far as Devontae Adams is concerned, I should say. 162 yards that's the number that is the number for old Devonte. if Devonte adams can get 162 yards over the next month and let's be honest i'm pretty confident he's going to do that but if he does it on sunday he will be the outright owner the sole owner of the franchise receiving record taken over for tim brown who set said record in 1997 so just a little history to, uh, to keep in mind, some things with historical uh, implications that could possibly be in play this Sunday when the Patriots come to town to take on the silver and black. And, and speaking of those Patriots, right, it's stating the obvious here, going to be a tough one for the old Raiders of Las Vegas. Bill Belichick, the guru, the GOAT, whatever you want to call him one of the best, if not the best, defensive mind that we have seen in the history of this game. And the Patriots coming off a win, waltzing into the desert at 7-6, and six, and in the thick of things in the AFC playoff picture. they got to keep winning. And, and, like, look, let's be honest, and, and this is not a, a shot at, at the Patriots at all. This is just stating reality. There's been portions of this year where, offensively, it has not been pretty for the Pats. Mac Jones has had moments that have been really good. He's had a lot of moments that have not been so good. It hasn't always been the most beautiful ver- excuse me, beautiful version of offense in 2022 for the Patriots. But the one thing they do have, ooh, they got a good defense. They have a really, really good defense. All three levels, that defensive line group is nasty. Good linebackers, good secondary players on the back end. That is just a legitimate good defense. And if we've learned one thing over the course of the NFL and watching football year after year after year, defense travels. And if you want to make any noise in late December, mid-December, whatever we're technically calling this, you got to be able to play good defense. And yes, I know that the uh, the game on Sunday will be in the beautiful, climate-controlled Allegiant Stadium, but all the same in December you got to play defense. So the Raiders are going to have a tough task ahead of them. It'll be a great game. There are no shortage of storylines to get into, to dissect. Pick a, you know, it's one of those kind of pick your flavor of, of storylines, right? You have all the uh, New England connections. You have Belichick. You have McDaniels. You have Ziegler. You have the players that came over from New England. You have You have it all. You have former Raiders that are now Patriots. I mean, you got literally everything. The Patriots have a lot to play for. The Raiders, statistically speaking, have not been eliminated from postseason play, so they have everything to play for as well. It's a game in late December. The historical implications, the tuck rule. I mean, there's no shortage of things that will get you fired up for Sunday afternoon at Allegiant Stadium. I anticipate fully, wholeheartedly, that stadium is going to be bumping. It is going to be jumping. The energy is going to be unparalleled. It will be the best show in all of Las Vegas on Sunday afternoon, and we cannot wait to see it firsthand. But a guy who's going to have a lot to do with what we see on the field, instead of talking about it like me, Matt Collins. One of the most interesting players not only – on the Raiders roster, but in the entire NFL. And Mac was good enough to come hang out with us for a few minutes on a Friday. No less a home Friday a day that the players typically like to handle their business do their meetings and then get home for a few hours of rest and relaxation but Mac was good enough to come hang out on the aforementioned Coors Light RV and I hope that you all enjoy our conversation it is hard not to pull for to like and to root for a guy like Mac Uh, and after our conversation I think you guys will feel the exact same way so sit back relax and enjoy our conversation with Mac Hollins. And we're back on the Coors Light RV with our guy, Matt Collins. And, Mac, first of all, you seem like a man, a man of the world, right? We've talked about your varied interests. I could see you taking an RV like this, traveling the United States, going up to Canada, down into Mexico, and just meeting people and having adventures along the way.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I Honestly, I, I wouldn't even need the meeting people. <laughs> like, I thought about getting uh, back when I was home in Florida. There was a school bus for sale, and I thought about buying it, gutting it, turning it into like an RV school bus and just parking it in different places all, all around and just living in it.
0: Amir did something similar to that. I don't know if he did like the full get, but he was telling me that he traveled around kind of RV style. I think it was during the COVID year when you, when you guys had a little more, a uh, little more flexibility with the schedule.
1: Yeah. Amir, Amir is a, a a man that I have a lot of similarities to. Yes. Like he, he took, he took some trips really across the globe by himself. Uh, I, I want to say he went to Iceland, like just mm-hmm. by himself and, Explored it, and that's
0: right up my alley. What's the uh, what's the bucket list place for you right now? If there's one you get to go to this off season, what's on the list?
1: Oh, I, I mean, I went to Australia this past off season, and I love it. Um, but really, anywhere where it's not a lot of people. Well, the, the more people, the worse for me. Yeah, I, I just I like it to be quiet, and I can do what I want, and I can sit in the woods and
0: not hear anything but animals around me. That's a good thing. I'll be, the animals wouldn't be for me. I was joking with Amir where it's like, I, I know like what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good yeah. at. And I'm, I'm too soft to be it's, at amongst the it's wild. Not for it's not for me. And yeah. it, respect to you guys, respect to you and Amir and all right. you guys that can do it. Just you'll catch me in the hotel oh, and not. in the, in the bubble bath. With the yeah. Champagne, somebody, that has, stuff. somebody has to be coming. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, We look back at, and not looking back at this year just yet, but you look at at your numbers and a career year for you in in so many different ways. And outside of just getting the opportunity to get passes thrown your way, outside of getting to contribute as you have in the past just on special teams, like what, simple question, like what's kind of worked for you in 2022?
1: Uh, I think that's a
0: good question. Really,
1: you know, I, I think that the coach has given me opportunity, but really my receiver coach, Edgar Bennett, like he really, at the beginning of this year, build a lot of confidence back into me of just like, Mac, you can be the the best receiver in the world if you, if you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped a lot. Um, uh, and it doesn't go unnoticed by me, but I, I don't think a lot of people would know that he kind of helped me build that confidence because I, I walk around with a lot of confidence already. Um, uh, but he helped me really feel like when I'm on the field and obviously I'm across from Devonte and Hunter and Darren and these guys that are huge playmakers. So it's hard to find kind of fit fit a spot in there. Um, uh, he gave me that confidence, like go out there and just, and play. So that coupled with, you know, making, making the most of the opportunities I got have, have led to, uh, you know, my best season so far in the NFL.
0: It's interesting you bring that up about EB because we've heard that from other people, right? Guys that were here in the last regime, obviously you now, but it's interesting to me that, like you said, a guy like you comes in all the tools in the world, always the big smile on your face that even guys like you need to like, Hey man, you can do it. Like as, and it's interesting that on a human level, we all kind of need that at some point.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, you go, you go to the NFL, everybody was the guy in college. Mm. Um, but you can't all be the guy in 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 the NFL. So when I got here, you know, I had opportunity to won a Super Bowl my rookie year and like living good. And, you know, my opportunities dwindled as a receiver the last few years and then to come back, you you know, you're gonna lose that. You don't just feel like you're the best if you don't if you're not putting it out on tape. As competitors, if you're not showing it, then you don't believe it. Um and I I think I lost a little bit of that. And E B definitely helped me kind of get that back. Um, From the receiver where I'm like, special teams wise, I always had it because I was getting those opportunities. But to get those at receiver and get that confidence back definitely has helped me.
0: You know, speaking of special teams real quick, I would be remiss if I did not bring up as our special teams out of get our guy, AJ Cole, Walter Payton, man of the year nominee. Uh, A dude who just, you know, obviously I'm pretty biased because I'm quite fond of AJ, but a guy who does everything the right way, who balls out on Sundays, uh, for a guy like him to kind of have this opportunity now to be this team's nominee for what is considered one of the more prestigious awards across the league, that's got to be a pretty cool deal for him.
1: Yeah, and very well deserved. Uh, I think it's funny, he's so good on the field that I think a lot of the stuff he does off the field gets overshadowed. but he does an amazing job with stuff. You know, I work with special Olympics and he does as well. And we're, so we've crossed paths a lot of times doing that stuff, but he does so much other stuff in the community and that just goes unnoticed. And it's like, just cause he can bomb it, you know, at, at 80 yards down the field, he's also doing incredible things off the field and helping people around Las Vegas and really across the country uh, with off the field community service type stuff. And, He's, like I said, well-deserved award.
0: And it's one of those things too, where like, you know, I was joking with, uh, gosh, who was I talking to? Was it Thayer last week? I was joking with one of the young guys that I say, you know, at times I'll give the NFL grief, but the the Walter Plain Man of the Year Award is just 100% the right, perfect thing that shows what all you guys do off the field. And we talk about, you know, Mac being a different kind of, you know, guy, he's, He can, you know, he's a great receiver, he's a great special needs player, but you have all these other passions off the, off the field too. So to have the NFL, give you guys a platform, all of you guys, but especially the Walter Payton man of the year nominees, a chance to show like, this is what's really important to me as a person, not as a player. I think is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. That's, it's definitely one of the, I think most important awards because we do, we do have a big influence off the field and we do have an impact on people that you you don't get anywhere else in the world if you're not a pro athlete. So to be for us to be able to take advantage of that and really have a platform like AJ and other guys who have been nominated and other guys who haven't been nominated yeah. who do, do amazing things it's it's great
0: uh benefit of now we play on Thursday night last week obviously the uh you know the, the tough part is you go on a short week going into Thursday yeah. but you get a long weekend now into the next game uh the benefit of having just those extra couple days especially this late in the season to try keyword try to get your body back as much as it can leading into Sunday afternoon
1: yeah, I think I think every moment helps. Uh, but at the end of the day, as well, players like yep. we had one, if they said you're playing Monday and then yep. w- and Wednesday <laughs> like or Monday and Tuesday, like we'll find a way to to play uh, no matter how short the week is. And we're going to give it our all. But yeah, I think, you know, you get some extra time and you can whether it's film study, whether it's re- recovery on your body, it's it's extra time to, to do so.
0: And I think what was nice this week is finally back at Allegiant Stadium. It feels like we were joking earlier today. It feels like we haven't had a home game there in, in forever. So just the excitement now as, as we kind of get to mid-December, as the weather's turning, as we're sitting in a very nice but very cold course Light RV, a chance to get to play in front of the home crowd. I imagine that's something, especially at this point, that gets you guys all fired up in the locker room.
1: Yeah, it's always super exciting to be able to come home and be in Allegiant and walk in there and see our fans. And even though everywhere we go, we seem to be almost a home game, it's, it's, it's nicer to be on our own. Own, own locker room, own stadium, own, own fans, own parking lot, and everything's a little more comfortable.
0: And you get to sleep in your bed. All, yeah. the, all the, all the, boring all, stuff yeah, too. Yeah, all the little know. things
1: that you don't realize add up.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, hey, before we get you out of here, uh, one thing pretty cool that happened today. Uh, Coach McDaniel says Josh Jacobs, the, the final captain now for the fa- the last quarter of the year. Uh, as a captain yourself, uh, what kind of went into that decision to like let Josh? I mean, not let Josh, but to give him kind of his due, his moment in the sun.
1: Yeah. I think a, a lot of factors, uh, obviously he's been playing, uh, an amazing, he's had an amazing year this year with amazing numbers, historic year in many yeah. senses. Yeah. Um, but you know, and on our team, that's not what makes somebody a captain playing well, uh, it might help, but, uh, it's what he's done in the locker room and in the huddle and off the field, his leadership and willingness to do whatever it takes for this team to be better. Um, and that's what we noticed as captains like, Hey, this guy has been doing a lot of stuff and, there's no limit on captains. If a guy is being a leader and being a captain, then he should rightfully have that C on his chest like the like the rest of us. So I think he's very much earned that and and he'll continue to show it. I think the only difference is now he has a C. Like it's not like he's gonna change who he is. He's been great.
0: And I think pretty cool from Coach McDaniels, too, to kind of be receptive to that, to hearing that from the leadership from the guys in the locker room that hey, this guy is, is one balling out, but like you said, is doing everything the right way. And the fact that he was receptive to that messaging, I think says a lot about about Coach McDaniels too.
1: Yeah, that's a rare thing. I I think really just in, in life in general is for somebody to take the, the input of other people, especially if you're in a higher up position, um, to take that input and actually receive it and put it into action is, is rare. So definitely a great thing with, with coach being able to do that. Well, I hope we're
0: going to see a bunch of great things over this yeah. final month of the regular season. We're excited to get you guys back to that stadium down on the strip. We're yep. excited for you guys to continue doing your thing. Keep that career year for Matt Collins going this way. Uh, good luck on sending. We'll see you out there. Right, brother? Appreciate it. And a huge thank you to Mac for stopping by, and as I said, a big thank you to the folks at Core's Life for letting us borrow their superb vehicle for the afternoon, and like I said, it'll be at Allegiant on Sunday afternoon, so make sure you stop by, take a gander, take the pics, all that good stuff, because as I said, it is a, uh, it is a pretty cool little, little rig they got. But, moving on, discussing Sunday, it's time for one of my, as I said, kind of become one of my, my more, more favorite, is that the, the correct grammatical portion of it, one of my most favorite? Something I enjoy doing on the show every week. The Raiders will win if. And for me, I I look at this game, and I understand the Raiders are back home. I understand it's going to be a raucous environment. I understand there's a lot of things that the Patriots do well defensively. And for me, it comes down to this. If the Raiders can take care of the football, if they can protect the football, I like their chances. So my proclamation this week is the Raiders will win this Sunday if they protect the ball. That's it. We've talked a lot about the Patriots' defense. It is a good defense. It is a top-six defense in the NFL, and you don't get to December with a top-six defense on accident right? This is not a month into the season and you, you played a couple teams that are down on their luck and, and the numbers are kind of inflated or, de- or you know, however you want to look at it. No, this is a real deal, legit, big dog, can ruin your day type of defense. One of the things of the many that they do really, really well is they take away the ball defensively and they protect it on offense. You're looking at turnover ratio. They're a top eight in turnover ratio. Flip that to the other side of things, and the silver and black are kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum. This is a good defense that forces turnovers, and when they get turnovers, they take advantage of them. So coming off of a game last Thursday night, and I know it's not a game that we want to talk about much, but coming off of the game last Thursday night where the Raiders didn't do a really good job of protecting the ball, where they did have some uncharacteristic turnovers, this defense... The Patriots defense is going to make life difficult for them in that regard. But if the Raiders can protect the ball, if they can take advantage of their opportunities on offense, right, if they can improve what they have done the first couple months of the season in the red zone, I like their chances. They're playing at home. They're going to have all the momentum, the energy of that of that beautiful stadium rocking and rolling behind them but it's not going to matter if they're careless with the football. So Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Devontae, Mack, all the skill position guys, anyone that touches that football Sunday afternoon, protect it and give your team a chance for points. Points, points, and more points. That's what we want to see. Speaking of other things that we are excited to see, I'm excited to watch some football on Sunday. I sure am. But before we get out of there, before we shift our focus completely, to game day. You know what we got to do before we hit the road. We are going to crack a few ice-cold bruchachos. And, yes, I say a few this week because today we crack two beers. Uh, we can call it three. We're cracking multiple beers. Two of the folks on our staff, Salad, who you guys don't know much about, and then my man Ray, who does a fantastic job keeping, uh, keeping the pot operational here. Both of those fine gentlemen are getting degrees this early next week. Right, Ray? Is that appropriate? Early next week. Salad is graduating with a master's degree, Ray getting his bachelor's. They're going to walk across that stage in the gown. People will cheer. It'll be a fantastic moment. So I'm cracking two cold ones today, one for Salad, one for Ray. And I crack a third for all of our graduates out there who are doing their thing. I know that we talk about it a lot. It is not an easy thing to do. To go through that level of of education, especially with guys like Ray and Ray and Saud who are, are working, who are grinding, who have a lot of other things on their plates besides just being students. So these two uh, ice cold brewskis are for them, and the third is for all my other graduates out there. And man, shout out to uh, shout out to UNLV for kind of scheduling this right in from the holidays. What a nice little Christmas or, or holiday gift for these guys and and gals' families, right? You get to walk across the stage, you get the diploma, everyone cheers, and it's in the middle of the holiday season. What could possibly be better? Then the answer is not a whole lot. Quick programming note on our way out. We are excited. Fifth quarter is back, per usual, this Sunday evening. It is going to be me and the return of DJ Duffel, our man Bryce Butler, who will be joining us virtually via the Zoom from his home in Arizona. And then next week... We will be back, Christmas Eve edition, holiday edition of the fifth quarter, uh, and it'll be me and Fitz. So keep an eye out for for Bryce and I this weekend, this Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to have him back in the mix. Bryce has been such a nice breath of fresh air and an infusion of energy into our post game pods this year, and uh, I'm excited to see him on Sunday. And then, as I said, Fitz on Christmas Eve edition, me, him, as we break down the uh, the Raiders and the Steelers. But that, my friends, is a conversation for another day, a conversation we will have next week. So in the meantime, I'm Eddie Pascal, for our guest this week Matt Collins, my man Ray on the 1s and 2s and everyone else at Silver and Black Productions. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us and we will see you guys next week, same time, same place for our next episode of Upon Further Review. <laughs>